can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. In this episode, Peter continues his Christmas series entitled, Why Talking to an American Pool Girl Frightens Me. This week's special guest is Heather Linton. We join this conversation in progress. But yeah. five hours, it's middle of the day for one of us, and that's hard this time of year. Yeah, agreeable. Mm. Agreeable. All right, so I'm just closing out all this shit that's not going to go bing, ping, ping while we're going, because i got so much crap open. I've got like four different browsers open. Right, cool beans. Conversion chart open so I can convert this this silly bloody Fahrenheit thing that you lot use to something proper like Celsius. That's right. Oh yeah, no, and it's so it's so insane the differences here between you and I. You know, well, since this is your show and I'm a guest on it, you just you. I mean, I'm recording, so you just tell me when you're ready, and then we'll just dive right into it. And... Okay. So I'd, I'd really love to talk about the big freeze in Texas because yeah. I think as far as I can understand, Texas has got a lot of different climate zones. Yes. Okay. Which, what sort of climate is it where you are? So the climate here in Texas is going to be warm and then it gets cold. Like we're going to be down in the teens again towards the end of the week and possibly have snow on Christmas. Yay. Snow on Christmas, okay. That never happens. Well, it did. Was it last year or a year before? Two years now. Two years, I thought so, yeah. Yeah. So the teens in Fahrenheit. Oh, so it's about minus 10 Celsius. That's that's getting pretty cold. Yeah, it is. It totally is. Because it goes from, like, extremely hot days to cold days, you know, because you've got your higher... Temperatures that go in and like we're we are around the same as like Arkansas, Oklahoma, you know, New Mexico, Louisiana. Yeah. We all have the same kind of vulnerabilities to the climate around here because it's just insane. I hate that's why we're moving mm-hmm. to Florida. I'm excited. I can't wait. But think of all the wildlife that wants to eat you in Florida. Okay, I'm done. I'm just like, I'm done. Because it goes... So Hubby has a bad back, right? He's got mm. no cartilage between his spine. He's got dystrogenative disease. He's got all this crap going on in his back. And yeah. so when we're not at sea level area, because that pressure on his back, and he's got arthritis in his back, it starts to put too much pressure on there, right? So it's contrasting and expanding. He's mm. even got a built-in stimulator, and that doesn't that doesn't help. And then he's got a uh, 
um, when it goes back and forth between cold and hot really fast, like it is like one day it was 80 degrees and then the next day it's like 20. And so when it goes back and forth, super dramatic between those two changes, it completely screws with his back. And then when we had the freeze here in Texas, we had, I, I couldn't take the service trucks out because it was icy and snowy completely. And little Rangers, we have Colorados and we have Rangers, no weight. Even if I put sand and salt in the bed, it's still going to be, you know, it was still really hard to, to maneuver. Mm. And so my genius husband was like, Hey, let's just take your car, Heather. And I have a big SUV. I drive an infinity QX 56 and it's got a snow mode on it and all will drive. And I'm like, honey, ice is not going to matter with this. But we had, we sent out a mass text message to all of our clients and we kept getting so many phone calls because pool people here were telling, because we're not used to this, right? Nobody knew how to handle Mm. a freeze, like freeze-mageddon is what we called it. Because we don't, we don't deal with that here ever. And, you know, so Nobody knew, but thankfully we've got, you know, people in our area that I can communicate with in our area, but our network, rather not our area that we can communicate with and taught us what to do. And of course we know basic stuff. So I was like, do I have to blow out all the lines like under the ground? Do I just pull the plugs? You know, what do I do? So we had this communication Mm. back and forth with everybody. And so my husband loaded up one other employee in their fleece lined stuff and little gloves and the little warmers and beanies and jackets and like the little, you know, big jackets that we've got here. We use Carhartt jackets a lot. So in the Carhartt little jumper things, you know, for the men that are lined as well. And they were just hitting like pool after pool. They did prop, they did probably like 10, 10 to 12 a day driving all over the Metroplex. Wow. Our Metroplex is, is huge of just winterizing the system from from their pumps going out because we also had where the electric was cutting in and out or it was non-existent like my house was full of people i had like 15 people just camped out of my house because we didn't lose electric and their electric was out for several days and it's so cold right so we had pallets going on and the guys they were just busting ass and we were charging you know 350 to $400 to come out and do this because it's a hazard at this point. You know, yeah. I walk, I try to walk people through how to do it over the phone and they're like, I'm not touching it. Just please come out and do it. And I'm just like, I told hubby, I just kept getting that over and I'm like, you really want to go and do this? I said, because I'm not. And I don't, you know, your life to me is way more important than any damn pool. He's like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And he's like, Heather, I can drive in this shit. I'm like, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about other people that are in little cars and pickup trucks that don't have traction. that can't deal with it. I said, my car can handle it. It's used, you know, it's not used to it, but it has modes for it. So I'm not worried about that. But so that was insane. And then insurance companies, like they had to deal with all of the insurance companies and so many insurances were like, well, you don't have the rider for the pool or it doesn't cover natural disasters. And some of them did cover it. So that was a big, big ordeal that we had to deal with, with helping the clients go with Hey, how do I, how do I deal with this? How do I not deal with this? What do we properly say? Was it from freeze damage? You know, what happens? And we had this one particular client that, oh my God, her plaster had to be like 15 plus years old for standard white, mind you. 
standard white. So it was already pitted. It was already super bad condition. It was coming off and they're like, oh, it's the freeze. It was from the freeze and it's in the bottom of the pool, like in the floor of the pool. I'm like, no, it is not. Mm. But insurance so, companies will always try anything to get out of paying a claim. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And it's it's so hard. So when you have insurance and your homeowner's insurance, you always want to make sure that you ask the proper questions and ask your insurance to show you where it's at in your declarations page, because it's not, if it's not in there, you, you don't have coverage, you know? Yeah. I See, that's why for my insurance, both my business insurance, mm-hmm. you know, public liability, workers' compensation, uh, vehicles, trailers, all of those, as well as private, uh, my own family home, family motor vehicles, I use mm-hmm. an insurance broker. Yeah. Because the broker's my advocate against the insurance company. And I can just say, so this is making a lot of noise here. It's the beard. Um, I can just say to them, these are the things I want covered. I spoke to a couple of insurance companies for my uh, about my home insurance mm-hmm. and 50 metres. I'll convert that for you. He's got a conversion chart because, you know, Australia versus US. Yeah, I know. Um, mm-hmm. 164 feet from my front door, there's a river. Oh, my God. Technically an estuary, and it's tidal, so there's always movement. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't going to cover flood damage. Mm-hmm. So I got the insurance broker to find me a policy that does, inco- uh, does cover flood damage. Now, yeah. there's never been a flood in this area, but I don't really want to lose the house in case there yeah. is that once in 100 years flood what that if? stuffs everything up. Like the Snowmageddon, that hasn't happened in several, several years here. You know, nobody anticipated that and nobody Sorry, was you've ready. Freezergeddon and Snowmageddon. Yeah. Okay. Hazardous place to live. I know. Why, why do you think we went out? <laughs> it's, it's. But you so will miss the barbecue, right? <laughs> no. No? Steak. Steak. I'm a steak, steak girl. Okay. I am okay. a steak girl, hands down, because I, I don't know what the food is like in Australia. I've never been, but it's, you know, on, on my list to go. And hubby is such a foodie person, like hands down food. He loves food. And he always finds these amazing little restaurants here. And I'm like, I don't care. That was one thing you say is like, well, we move. We're going to have such good food. I'm like, I don't give a shit about the food. I'm moving for the climate. I'm moving for the scenery, you know? So I'm with hubby on this one. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, what am I going to do? So I'm just looking at the weather, and today is high of 48 here, and low is 33. But come Thursday, it's going to be high of 37 and low of 20. And I'm just like, and then it goes back up to almost 60 a few days later. Yep. I'm over this. I'm over it. But luckily, we've been through it. So if it happens again and it just does it all, we we know what to do. We're prepared to do. We we can do it. You know, I don't want to, but it it's yeah. insane. So with the big freezes, 
I mean, I saw pictures online of, uh, you know, filter tanks that had cracked open. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing a couple of pictures of the top half of DE filters that were removed to, to reveal a perfect dome of ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which for me, um, in our winters, I wear a polo shirt to work. On a cold day, I'll wear a jumper. Yeah, and definitely a raincoat someday. But the the whole rugging up and beanies and so forth, that's that's foreign to me. So how how do you deal with the aftermath of that? How deep underground does the freeze happen? The pipes, do they all burst? So underground pipes are normally fine. We, okay. ha- we didn't have any issues. Like, we personally didn't have any issues with the underground pipes. So after we went and winterized everything, the clients can pay us to go back and re-unwinterize everything. And yep. everyone that we did, all of the pipes were fine. They they didn't have any issues. The, the only major issue that we had was everything above ground, of course. And we had... Yep. This is a genius idea. We went out to one of them, and the client actually wrapped swimming pool noodles around the pipes. And then, yeah, you know, because that's a damn good insulator, you know, and Mm. they didn't have any of, you know, like around here, you can get the gray insulators that you wrap around pipes that's made for that. But that shit's kind of expensive. But they were like, we got so many pool noodles around here and they didn't want to drive in the snow and ice. So they just took all their pool noodles and then wrapped and they had that. So there's like this silver insulated duct tape looking stuff that we have. So they wrapped it with that as well. They put blankets on it and then they stuck a heater, you know, you outside, do? outside for all of this. And they kept their pool running. And I told them, I'm like, Hey, that's a fire hazard. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, it's an ingenious idea, right? Just don't run the heater close to this insulated tape. That was my concern. And so homeowners get really creative when it comes to that, because to replace a whole equipment pad, let's just say everything cracked. Like we had estimates as high as like almost $40,000, you know, two years ago. And that's the entire pad. And whenever you have all of this going on, homeowners want to protect that investment. So it's costly. See, that's another interesting difference I've found between pools in Australia and the US. The typical backyard pool here has one pump, one filter, a saltwater chlorinator, and possibly a heater. Maybe. No water features, no deck jets, no... They're rare. Uh, Some pools will have... You know, waterfall, quite often a waterfall. We get the blade-type waterfalls here, the, the sheet of water coming out. Uh, they're just diverted from the so normal the returns with a three-way valve. Shears, the yeah. Shears. Uh, here, the, the most common brand is water blade, and <clears throat> that, that name kind of sticks. And that's normally operated by using a three-way valve to divert water from the normal pool returns to the waterfall. Mm-hmm. So you get people who will ride – halfway along the side of their pool, they've got one of these waterfalls. They'll run that all the time. So between the waterfall and the skimmer box, the water's beautiful. On the, typically the shallow end side of the pool, a uh, side of the waterfall, the pool goes green because there's no circulation of chemical. So I've seen that a few times. Um, but do y'all do circulation tests, dye tests there? Yes, we do. I do. Most technicians here don't by the look of things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've met a lot of technicians who don't calculate flow rates. They don't work out the correct rated pump to a filter. Uh, the worst is some of the online sales because they just want you to buy now. Uh, I had a customer recently who had a 150-square-foot cartridge filter, and it's a pretty weak, weakly-built model. And he decided bigger is better for the pump, so we put a three-horsepower pump on this thing. Uh, wow. it, it just cracked open within a day. Oh, my God. Um, and when I told him the price to repair it, he said, oh, just tell me the make and model and I'll buy one online and you can install it. It's like, no, I'm out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to touch base on that. That happens here a lot. I'm actually going to pull an email. Hold on real quick. Not email. So my sales guy, I'm going to pull it because he had the most ingenious response to that because we had somebody that said, oh, you're doing like a 80% markup compared to what we can purchase online because that happens a lot with any industry, right? And the way that he wrote this email, I was like, I was impressed. I was like, you handled that a lot better than, than I do. Um, because they were comparing our, our stuff over to another company's and they're like, why are you so much more than X, Y, and Z and so on and so forth. And okay. So the estimate here it is. It was, it wasn't purchasing online. I'm sorry. I thought it was purchasing online, but it, it was, it's like comparing online costs to mm. another company with our cost. So they were comparing all three with everything that was going on. So this homeowner got an estimate from another remodel company. Cause you know, that's mainly what I do. So yeah. this estimate from this remodel was just plaster quartz, plaster quartz <laughs> is what they called it. And then ivory is the color instead of quartzscapes. Um, they did a pool light LD is what they put LD, right? I, I don't know what the hell that means. And mm. then reset the coping on the spa, a heater replacement, tanning ledge for the steps. So like plastering tanning ledge, concrete yep. repair, four square, four square foot of concrete repair, one by one ceramic and startup chemicals. That is literally what their whole estimate said. And then it gave the cost. And so the homeowner's looking up this quote unquote heater online and then they're looking up the tile, you know, cause everybody does like here, we charge tile by the linear foot, even though yep. we purchase tile by the square foot, because that includes insulation, the mortar, you know, the removal, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And so my sales guy was like, Hey Heather, this is the estimate I got. So this is what I responded before I hit send, make sure that you're okay with this. And so he messaged me. He's like, who the fuck sells a heater at $3,600 installed? And what heater is it? Is it a 250? Is it, you know, so there's very vague mm. information. And so my sales guy says, good morning. And then the client's name, I've had a little more time to think about the estimate you sent. I wanted to clue you in as to somehow how some contractors will word their estimate and what that means for you as the consumer. Which estimate line includes, which is a generalization description, i.e. heater replacement, LD, so on and so forth. This allows them to choose the heater of their choice and fit that line item, whatever they choose. Essentially, you have no protection or methodology or beginning guaranteed exactly what item you're receiving. Long story short, the way that it's worded currently from the other company, all they will owe you is a heater replacement of their choice. BTU, brand, it doesn't matter. Not very reassuring in my opinion. 
Our heater is a Hayward HC 400 BTU. Hayward is known for industry and having the most robust heat exchangers, as well as providing a three-year manufactured parts and labor warranty to ensure you have a worry-free. Our estimates very detailed out so you know exactly what you're getting on the contract. The plaster, I can rebuild the estimate with sparkle quartz, which comes with a seven-year manufacturer warranty. We do not shoot with quartzscapes anymore, as it's known as industry because of prone to issues. So in regards to that, we'll be offering you a superior product with the longer manufacturer warranty. Finest Finishes advises a lifespan of 10 to 15 years on this product, depending on how well you treat it. We initially include Mini Pebble because it's an unmatched warranty of 10 years and a far superior lifespan, 15 to 20 for manufacturer, but I believe you can get easily 14 out of it. Why are they charging you $2,800 for a tanning ledge? Tanning ledge and steps do factor in the price of resurfacing, but not by that much by a mile. Because we are so passionate in what we do, I encourage you to spend five minutes to watch a testimony of a project we just did. Cause you know, I do all the customer testimony of videos yeah. and I upload them on YouTube. Yeah. While you're there, check out many other projects that we've completed. It will outline the differences in how I slash we handle projects versus others in regards to material, plaster tile, coping selections, so on and so forth. I always offer to personally meet our vendors at shows and nothing better than feeling and seeing it in person. Once you get more detailed estimate, I'll be happy to see how we stack up. Just wanted to share my thoughts today. Please don't take this email speaking poorly of other contractors as we don't do that. We do, however, provide transparency in all shapes and forms. Hope you had a great rest of the day. I look forward to speaking with you again. And then he sent the YouTube video for my client. And I just, when That's I read that, response. I was floored. I was like, Stephen, oh my God, you were so good with your words because my response to that would be like, send me a better estimate. This is shit. You know, I would have been a little bit more detailed, but like the thought and what he did to that. And he, he does that type of stuff when clients do it online as well. We just had one and I thought it was in here, but it's not. So we just had one that was like, we were doing a, um, a VS pump and this homeowner's like, well, you're selling this VS pump to me for $3,500. And that's installed because I do a flat rate for VS and pumps. Let's have to mess with the manifold and all that stuff. And then he's like, I can get this VS pump for like, it was like $1,200 online. So Steven was like, well, I tell you what, sir, feel free to go ahead and purchase that pump online, but you get no warranty. And if there's an issue, you deal with it. And, I, and if it comes from the box broken and I show up, you're going to be charged because we charge extra. My hourly rate right now is 200. And if you buy it online, I'm going to charge you 300. I charge more for doing that. I was like, you're going to be charged 300 an hour, no matter however long I'm there. And if I'm going there and I open the box and it's busted or it's warped and we get it primed and something happens and I have to remove it and install again, you're going to be charged. You know, every visit that I make is charged. And guess what? If that happened with us, you're not going to be charged. We're going to handle that, right? Yeah. So this client decided to go ahead and buy this pump. We went out there four times to install this pump. Four. Yeah. Because yeah. first time pump, pump housing was cracked. Second time motor was dead. Third time, the seal plate was warped. And the fourth time, it finally was a good pump. Yeah, I learned many years ago to be very, very cautious about installing equipment that I don't supply. Mm -hmm. So how but do you handle that? those very reasons. 
Oh, I mean, just the other day I had somebody send me an email. I've decided to, uh, I've got a property I'm renting out. It needs new pool equipment. Save money, I'll buy it online. How much will you charge to uh, to install it? And I, I just replied with, I'm sorry, we don't install mm. equipment that, as a rule, we don't install equipment that we don't supply. Uh, because if there's a problem, you'll expect me to be running around the neighbourhood trying to find a compatible fitting or part, which may not be available locally. I might need to wait two, three weeks, six months, however long, to get it in from overseas or interstate. There's no guarantee it's going to work to start with. There's no guarantee it's compatible. And if something does go wrong after it's been used for a while, you're going to be calling me and saying, oh, you installed it, you deal with the warranty. And it's just too much headache. Well, see, and that's where the transparency comes with contracts yeah. for us. Because on my estimates, it states that there is zero warranty. Like my office knows zero warranty. We are not responsible. Client supplied part. You are charged by the hour, no matter what. And mm. that's where as contractors, we have to learn to put more detail in our estimates, in our contracts that we send homeowners. And I just sent one of my, so I have all these contracts that I spent thousands of dollars with my attorney to get. And I, I sell those contracts to some other local people around here that want them because it costs me money. Obviously I'm not going to charge them what it costs me. They get it for a discounted rate and they just change my information to theirs. And if they want to add to it, they can. And so she called me yesterday and she's like, Hey, Heather, her father passed away and her father was running the business. She works in the business and she's like, you, she's also a personal friend too. She's like, you do this so much because it's what you do. How do you protect your business from X, Y, and Z? Like, what do you do? I, I need help because my dad didn't do it. It caught, it got us into some trouble and I've got to figure out how to protect us going forward. And so I, you know, told her about the contract. So she agreed. So, you know, she got the contracts and when she got them, she was like, so there's a contract for the homeowner which is great. I love it. I There's only like one thing I have to change in here for, for them. You have a contract for contractors for that job. I'm like, hell yeah, because guess what? That contractor is making that liability job on them and you're just subbing them out for this you know, particular one. She subs out plaster. And yep. I was like, what happens if that plaster fells and it's under the warranty? And then they're like playing this bullshit. He said, she said stuff. Yeah. What do you what do you do? You know, and it's the same thing. Like if you install a pump and it fails, blah, blah, blah. What happens? So contractors have got to start utilizing, excuse me, utilizing contracts. Without contracts, yeah. it doesn't protect you. That way there's but no you can never trust somebody said. having a discussion no. with them. They might seem the nicest person in the world. But if something doesn't happen how they'd like it, if their pump fails after six months or a year, they'll turn right back on you. Do you I, have I your calls that. recorded for your clients that call your business number? Sorry, calls recorded? No. Uh -huh. So um, all of our calls, like for my company, are recorded because of that. And I actually just had a company, or no, I don't know. For training my, purposes. Training purposes. <laughs> so I just had somebody that hired me for a project manager. Okay. So I, I mean, you're a contractor. In your words, what is the difference between a project manager? And a general contractor. Yeah, that gets a bit sticky under law here. So what's the difference there for you? Um, project manager or general contractor. Yep. 
I would suggest that the they're not quite the same terms that we use over here. I'd suggest that the general contractor does the work, the project manager arranges the work, arranges the people who do the work. Who, Am I right? who supplies the material? One would assume the contractor. So I had a client, a guy call me. He he met me at one of our supply. He didn't meet me there. Like he was there when I was there at my suppliers with one of my customers. And he decided like I I'm focused on my client, but he's like, hey, you know, I see you're a contractor, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I need your help with my project. So he is trying to do this himself, but he wants somebody to make sure the stuff is done right. So a project manager, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, we can do that. So I charged him a flat fee of $1,500 because it's going to take, he's doing plaster tile and coping, right? So that's three trips for me. And then plus my four hours of time at the supplier. And that's what I estimated my 1500 because I charged 350 an hour for consulting. And whenever we do this and he decides we go to my supplier at the supplier, he's like, how much is this material going to cost me? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, well, you know your cost. I'm like, yeah, I know my cost, but I'm not your GC. I'm your project mm. manager. You need to contact your GC because their prices are not my prices. And I'm not doing the work. I'm just making sure that these concrete company that you chose to hire to shoot plaster is doing it correctly. The mixing ratios, the application, the thick dish, you know, the bond coat, so on and so forth. And... He's like, well, no, it's your job to get material, to source material. You're a project manager. I said, no. And I told you, I don't source your material. I can, but you're going to pay me extra for that. You're like, you're not getting it at wholesale. You're going to get whatever it would have been through your, your GC. That's what you're going to pay. Well, no, I hired you so I can get it wholesale. No. No, you did not. And I told you this whenever you did this. I am not sourcing your material. It is not my job. Yep. I will help you pick it out. I will make sure the guys are doing what they are supposed to be doing. I will do X, Y, and Z. And I even told you that while we were at the supplier. I do not source your material. So we got into this big-ass argument. Well, you can allow me to buy off your account. I said, no, I can't. No. Yes, you can. I build houses for a living. Well, great. If you build houses for a living, then set up your own account and buy it yourself. It's yep. not hard. All they need is a business and you can set up and buy your own shit. Done. Be set up yep, in pretty much. two days. But you're not buying off of my account. Yeah. Well, that's just bullshit. You know, we got in this big ass argument back and forth because I'm like, you obviously, as a as a home builder, you obviously don't know the difference between a project manager and a general contractor. Two completely different verbiage, two completely different jobs. You hired me for manager not a GC. If I was your GC, I'd be happy to buy your material and source it and do the job. But yeah. So you like to say over here, the terms are different. We would just use the term yeah. project manager who, mm. by the sound of what you're saying, it sounds more like what you'd call a GC. Yeah. Um, having a project manager separate to the, the contractor, that's just not something I've ever seen over here. Peter's conversation with Heather Linton of Swimcare Free Pools of Dallas, Texas will be continued, but before you go, do us a favor. Have a Merry Christmas.
We hope you get lots of presents, eat lots of food, and get drunk and fat. Most importantly be safe. If you drink don't drive or send sobbing text messages to your ex. If you drive don't drink, you could wind up in an accident, kill someone, or find yourself stalking your ex in hopes they'll take you back. Remember, a restraining order is the popo's way of saying back the funk off. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a kick-ass holiday. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 